what she does remember is cold and wet and then waking up on the shores of an unknown land. All right. So, so I don't like to talk about my past as a smuggler. But <laughs> reading this really hit really hit home for me. There was a time in my life where this is just like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I know where Gwen's coming from. Oh my god. Like they're they're gonna come and arrest beefy darkness, man. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 97. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Hitch. Is it episode 97? We're not even sure anymore. <laughs> you know, it's funny because at the beginning, I mean, the listeners don't know, but we check a billion times to make sure we don't <laughs> screw this up because we don't do much, you know, behind the scenes, how the sausage is made. We don't do much editing. It's mainly clean up the audio a bit, um, but as far as, you know, Hetch and I are pros, man, we've been doing this for a while. We just do one take and that's it. We we pack up and we go home to our families. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, with us being such professionals, Riot, if you need anybody as far as doing some voice work, we got you. Like, you know, two takes tops and then we'll all go our separate ways, baby. <laughs> but until we get that Riot paycheck, we're going to keep doing housekeeping. Up top, you can listen to us everywhere. Um, you can email us if you want to get in contact at podcastcore at gmail.com. That's for you, right? You can visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info uh, and then follow us on whichever platform you prefer or all the platforms. Specifically, you know, if you want to give us a subscribe on YouTube just to help out the numbers, we appreciate that as well. Uh, leave a like, a comment. We want to hear from you. Uh, but the easiest way, the way we've gotten this far, is by word of mouth. So tell a friend to remember the faces of their enemies by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, God. We're going grim and dark again. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going the DC route, baby. It's going to be grim Woo! and dark and constantly in flux. <laughs> hey, we don't talk about DC anymore. They, we're going the Warhammer route. <laughs> oh, shit, baby. Okay. That's, it's that's grim, it's dark, and constantly soon. in flux. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Henry Cavill now. <laughs> oh, we hope for good things. But today, we're talking about someone we've hinted to before. And I say we. Um, if you've been following our uh, Runation book club, uh, I've kind of touched on this character in that a bit. If you if you want to know more about it, go listen to those. They're fun. It's just me and you kind of hanging out. Um, but Hetch already knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yes, Gwen. Sir. We're talking about Gwen, who is a character that we're going to be honest, as far as story so far, it's kind of mid because she's more of a piece of a puzzle uh, and not a big piece at all. Yeah, not no. She's not a corner piece. And not only is she not a corner piece, she's one of the pieces that has like a very obvious point of the puzzle. So it's like you grab that piece and it's like, yeah, it's in the middle. But with the little bit of picture that I see on it, I know exactly where it goes. And you just kind of yeah. set it in its, in its spot and you might be like one inch off and that's it. Uh, but but she is a piece of the puzzle. Like we, we need her for the full picture. Yeah. And we're just going to hop into it and probably make some pace on this one. So we're going to start with our spell like we always do. And we start with Strike Up the Band. I love uh, this card. Yeah, it's it's an awesome card. Uh, and it has two parts to it. So the first one is it's a three cost slow spell that has summon two ghastly bands. 
Uh, but as always, we like to look at the flavor of the card. So on the flavor, it says, keep it lively, double time. And that's from the Conductor of the Mist. And what this card creates is the Ghastly Band, which is a one cost, two one uh, with uh, Hallowed, which Hallowed is her keyword in this game. And I'm going to let Hetch explain Hallowed real quick uh, because I will just mess it up like I always do when I say, hey, Hetch, what does Hallowed do again? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, I'm a filthy Gwyn player as far as when I was on ladders still. So uh, so hallowed is a kind of like a last breath keyword. And what hallowed does is for every unit that with hallowed that has died this game, your first attacker gets plus X plus zero. So if you have had three hallowed units die, the unit attacking, if it's a solo attacker, it will get it. Or the uh, your attacking unit in the leftmost position will get plus three <laughs> plus zero. And yeah. for every tick of hallowed, that number will go up. So it is a big old attack boost the yes. longer the game goes on. Um, and uh, I love the ghastly band thing because obviously, though it is an aggressive kind of thing, since it only is buffing attack, uh, ghastly band gives you the or the strike up the band gives you the means as far as surviving into a later round because it gives yeah. you two blockers and those two blockers play into your win condition too. So this card is a, in my opinion, it's a must have, but you know, I am also bad and in, in like in gold. So who cares about my opinion? What take us to the next card before I embarrass myself. <laughs> well, this card also has some flavor text on as well. And to Hedge's point, this card also has ephemeral, which means it kills itself after it attacks right? Yeah. Or takes damage. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's a part of the whole kind of flavor of how she works, but it has the flavor text on itself that says their repertoire was impressive from, I don't even know what it is. Is that minuets and waltzes yeah, minuet. to ballad, ballads and folk songs? But truth be told, the party's guests were dying for something new. I the the flavor text on this card doesn't even fit Gwen. Like this sounds like a fucking <laughs> Vladimir quote. <laughs> yeah, this whole scene. I'm happy you mentioned Vlad. See, this we're on the same wavelength. You know, uh, uh, same. We should do uh, a show together. We should. We should definitely do a show together. But it's to give you guys some perspective. Similar to like when we talked about um, Evelyn. And her cards and how they all kind of, if you look at the art, there's a there's a crossover there. You look at Ari's art, there's like a whole scene being played out. Um, and even if you look at Kaisa's art, right? Listen to all those episodes. They're good episodes. But in this one, we have like this ballroom party going on. But it's obvious that everything in it is like a specter of sorts. But we don't know as the viewer if it's like a malicious kind of Joker-like intent where the the black mist or the harrowing is playing a trick on Gwen who's at this ball. Um, and to tell you why she's at this ball, we have this next card, which is a boisterous host. Now boisterous host is a two one with hallowed pretty simple um, run of the mill card for her archetype, but it has the quote here that says we cordially invite those are in caps uh, you to the party of a lifetime at the midnight revel. Join us in celebration 
at Porcelain Mints for drinks, dance, and delight. Celebrations to end promptly at the 13th hour. Ooh. And this is from an invitation that's written in elegant cursive, most likely sent to Gwen. So what we don't know, and then Hesh, I'm going to ask you for your opinion on this, obviously, is... Is this like a separate story happening, a little small story within Legends of Runeterra playing out where Gwen's going to this ball that she's invited to unsuspectingly that it's actually the heroine playing a trick? Um, Because as we'll talk about in stories, she has a certain relationship with the heroine that there's a back and forth. I mean, I definitely want to believe uh, that this is a a separate story happening in Runeterra, because if it is a separate story happening in Runeterra, then that means that it opens the door for, you know, a kind of side quest, maybe like a Halloween event when the MMO comes out. Um, so I that's what I want to believe. But once we get into uh, Gwen's story, like it also makes sense that this is something that is in Gwen's head and more of her imagination, uh, which will make sense when we get to the story. I don't want to spoil it yet. So it, it, to me, it's, I can't confidently say that it's a separate story happening yet, but I definitely want it to be. I, we'll take I us want it to it. be very badly. Stop, stop uh, leading us on. The foreplay is done. Give it to yeah. us, daddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, play Don't Bore Us, Get to the Chorus by Emery. Uh, but i i do i do like the card boisterous host because it's a one drop it's a two one you could really just full stop right there but the fact that it has hollowed and it's playing into your win condition is great so good card love it and i I'm very excited to jump into the story so that I can talk about Gwyn's card because Gwyn's card is crazy, dude. Yeah. I love Gwyn. <laughs> yeah, let's um, talk, talk. do it. Let's do it. The champion. Wait, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just hop into it. Okay, so um, a little disappointing. Just heads up. <laughs> all right. We we, we, got, we built it. <laughs> Look, I'm excited to talk about the card, and I love the card of Gwyn. All right, um, especially if any if there are any listeners out there that have, are of mine and and Ryan's generation, um, this story is going to be very familiar to you. Yeah, uh, oh, I forgot and, to mention the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into. Uh, let's get into our episode 97, Pinocchio 2, The Revengeance. <laughs> and if you know the story of Pinocchio, you can probably just tune out now or fast forward to where we talk about the card. But, you know, please don't. We we love talking about this stuff, even if the story is, is like has been written before. All right. So Gwen's story is going to start in the kingdom of Camivore. All right. And for our listeners out there who have tuned in before to our Viego episode, uh, the kingdom of Camivore is going to sound a little bit familiar. And you're going to know that the timeline is pretty far before where we're at in the Rune Terror card game. Um, so in Camivore, we've talked about the kingdom that is ruled by Viego, and we've talked about all of like the royal party and the generals and the army, uh, but we haven't really talked about the civilians. 
And we're going to talk about a lonely seamstress by the name of Geppetto. Um, and, and that's going to be a that's going to be a joke out there for anyone who knows the story of Pinocchio. Uh, but this unnamed seamstress is creates a doll and names the doll Gwyn. So we have an inanimate object that is keeping some lonely old woman company. And from this point, we do get to like the story is told from Gwyn's perspective or from yes. her memories. So like the very next line of the once it establishes that she's a doll is that Gwyn can remember what Gwyn can remember of her past. She remembers with love. So she does have memories of being a doll. Um, which yeah. is kind of interesting, but that does kind of fit into the theme of like when we talked about our Evelyn episode or um, with uh, Maokai, where, you know, we have like these memories that go back before they become like physical beings. So Gwyn was a physical object. Yes. Galio as well. Yeah, but before she became sentient, she does have some memories. And these memories involve the seamstress, you know, making her dress, trimming her hair, making her pretty, and like watching the seamstress work with you know, the neat with her scissors and her nearby needle and thread. And they would play, you know, uh, she would play with Gwen and other dolls that she created uh, and like create like these little stories, you know, as much as it's like, you know, the seamstress, you imagine it being like a full grown adult like this. She very much acts like a child. Um, yeah. Here. So it very well could be a child, you know, like, the, the kids have been known to, you know, yeah, be very and for, creative and, and talented. For my book club buddies, um, you know, we talk about when you look at the lowborn, quote unquote, and camivore, a lot of those people are doing jobs from a young age, right? When you go back far enough in those type of societies, you have a, like a person that's probably 13 that could be a seamstress at that age because they come up in a house of, se of seamstresses. Uh, and therefore, because they're lower born, you got to work at a young age so that we can eat and put food on the table. Therefore, you build a skill faster than you would expect, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, I love that you actually pull that comparison. And I do want to say that your your book club is fantastic. And I just hate that it points out that I don't know how to read. To <laughs> Shh, uh, I don't know about your cameo at some point in the distant future. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. <laughs> You're the one that spoiled it. Um, yeah, so so it could be a child. Who knows? But you, Gwen remembers playing these games with the seamstress, you know, under the table as they create these stories and these battles under with candlelight. And in time, Gwen remembers that the that the play and the joy disappeared. And she doesn't know why. And what she does remember is cold and wet and then waking up on the shores of an unknown land. All right. So, so I don't like to talk about my past as a smuggler, but <laughs> reading this really hit, really hit home for me. There was a time in my life where this is just like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I know where Gwen's coming from. Oh my god! Like they're they're gonna come and arrest Beefy Darkness. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you just sold yourself down river. How could you do this? Um, so 
So Gwen, Gwen doesn't have a lot of like these memories that she can cling on to from like in between this time, but she remembers waking up on a beach. And one thing that is different this time, as far as waking up is that she remembers sitting up and checking her legs. She can feel her toes and she can feel her fingers. Hey, hang on a second. She's moving her toes and her fingers of her own will. Yeah. And now she has come to life. She is alive. And, like there's there's magic at work here but she's not worried about that she is just breathing in this moment of i'm alive i'm a real boy (laughs) i'm a real boy um and the adventure starts immediately yeah the adventure starts immediately and this is where she gets eaten by a whale um (laughs) that's a joke that's a joke all right so it is on (laughs) it is on this beach that you know Gwen it becomes a sentient human essentially and she is just breathing in everything she's the sensation of the wind in her hair hitting her back the sand between her toes and she's just so ecstatic that she's actually alive and she starts skipping and frolicking down the beach and it's doing the skipping and frolicking that she's coming across the shipwreck and the a bunch of like driftwood, all this debris hitting the way, like the waves pushing it up to shore. And it's through all this debris and the, this uh, detritus that has come up on shore that she finds a needle and scissors. And she recognizes the scissors which helps her recognize the needles, they belong to the seamstress. Yeah. And it is upon grabbing these and holding them, like the first time that she actually gets to feel them, that these memories start coming back to her. Right? Magic and I baby. wish... Yeah. I wish that we had more details about what memories come back because we don't get like any details here. So the, it's like, oh, the memories come back. And what does she remember? She remembers the seamstress in pain, lying on the ground, and the figure of a man, and that man is Viego. Oh, that's it. That's it. I've given you the full flashback. All right? like, <laughs> no, we 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 have been vocal that we don't like flashbacks. But if we're gonna have a flashback, you might as well give me some information. It's like it's like there's two things: street urchins <laughs> and flashbacks. And Riot keeps pushing that fucking button. It's a toxic relationship, and we need to move past this. <laughs> we need to move past it. And, and this, this, this is like a toxic relationship where they know they're being toxic. Like this yeah, is sociopathic they get off on behavior it. at this point <laughs> because they gave us nothing with this. Yeah. Um, so she has this memory of Viego and her and her creator basically dead on the ground, and it is in this moment that Gwen realizes that she now has human emotions because she doesn't register that the joy is a human emotion. Yeah. But it, of course, you know, you don't recognize how good something feels until something really bad hits. And it's in this pain and the sorrow that, you know, cough, cough, Ari, with, cough, 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 with, with all of these <laughs> emotions building up that, you know, it's kind of stirring the magic that's brought her to life even more within herself. And the magic that is that has brought her to life is mist specifically hallowed mist, but it is mist. And if you listen to our Viego episode, uh, or any of our Sentinel of light episodes, mist is kind of a big deal for Viego. Yeah. 
but his is the black mist and the black mist is attracted to this new mist that's there so a bunch of wrist uh, of mist wraiths descend upon the beach yeah. and now gwen has found herself surrounded by a countless foes yeah remember and- the the wraiths in this lore are similar to like uh, the dementors from harry potter Right, yes. like they have, yep. a, they have, they or even if you're Lord of Ring fans, right? They have their versions of race that are attracted to the ring's position, stuff like that. So it's that same kind of behavior uh, to keep in mind. I know it's been a long time of Runation stuff, so kind of getting back into it. There's a lot to go through in our catalog, but pick and choose, and I think you'll get enough. Uh, to get you to understand what's going on with Gwen. Yeah. Uh, I like, if you want to go back for more information, I would, I would suggest the most are Sentinel of light episodes. Yeah. Because that the really goes in. Yeah. yeah like it, it goes into a lot more of um, like Viego's involvement post harrowing. Yeah. Um, so it, it will give a better idea as far as like how the, the mist wraiths appear and uh, how like, people fight them and speaking of fighting them uh gwen you know she's human now she's surrounded beset on all sides by foes so she now has a new a new uh instinct kick in which is fight or flight and for gwen it's on site she chooses (laughs) fight and she takes up her scissors and her needles and she starts you know kind of impotently you know waving them around at the enemies that are upon her and it is when she is like defending herself that she starts to channel the magic more she begins to channel the hallowed mist and at that point is when rob dugan's club to death starts to play in the background uh, that's a matrix <laughs> shout out for you real fans hell yeah so play as as hetch explains this play club to death trust me it works it, it works perfectly uh and the so it's with this hallowed mist the more that she channels into it the more that her what we recognize as gwen becomes about because the scissors end up becoming spectral and way oversized the needles also become spectral she's able to control them and this is what gives her the ability to fight off the wrist the wrist mates the (laughs) mist wraiths (laughs) and the and it is here that uh we end up getting like this throw down on the beach and we have a big old fight right and the more that she channels into the mist, the more that she remembers, the more that she sees Viego's face clearly. And it's the more that she feels this emotion of being heartbroken. And it is when she is able to lock in on Viego's face and make the connection that the mist wraiths and Viego are related and her being on the shore is somehow related to Viego and whatever happened to the seamstress, the more that her abilities to fight off the black mist ends up coming to light. So now it is, you know, Gwen becomes the person that is here to mend dresses and kick ass. And she's already mended her dress. (laughs) Uh, So she ends up fighting all the mist wraiths, clearing the beach. And it is, when the beach is cleared that she has like the feeling of joy of being able to like, uh, of, like surviving the fight. Yeah. And like, she is like still, you know, 
experiencing being human for the first time, but it's bittersweet because through this fight, she's able to know that Viego is behind whatever happened to her creator. Like, so Geppetto's dead because of Viego and Viego's also the one that is controlling or at least linked to these wraiths that were here. So I have a job to do. I've got to go and find Viego and figure out what happened to my creator. And this sets Gwyn off on her journey where she starts going through the land of Valoran, trying to track down the Black Mist and Viego. But she decides that through this journey, she's going to focus on how great it is to be alive because she has no idea how long this gift of life is going to last for her. Which is a really, that's a really beautiful message as far as to end on, but that's yeah. also the end of the story. It's it's one of those stories that, you know, we like to bring you guys every part of the spectrum. And I we've had stories where we've talked about how bad they've been, uh, parts of Star Guardians, quote unquote. But, but even though this is mid, this story almost functions as a pitch for like a small cinematic idea. For Gwen, because Gwen, when she came out, she had like her character video that had a small kind of uh, comic book style introduction to the story of her being a doll and coming to life. But this specific would be a cool cinematic done in the style of like some Star Guardian videos where you have like a, a one minute, two minute um, expose uh, that shows you this playing out because it does a lot of things. It shows her coming to life. It shows her understanding what emotions are and the dynamics of them. It shows her finding a resolve, which she's never had to have one before because she wasn't real. Um, and her actually having a small action scene that also gives you the example, spoilers and Sentinel Lights, gives you another version of a counterforce to the harrowing and to the Black Mist, right? That's a lot. So it yeah. does a lot. It's not exciting, but in that form, it could be useful. And you could easily cram that into like a three minute video. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm very surprised that Riot hasn't really run with something like that. Especially yet, considering Gwen is a very popular yeah. uh, top of the I, character. Yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping that we get to see something like that in the future when the MMO comes out. Because again, they, they, oh, definitely, you yeah. know, getting more of like Gwen's story or what Gwen is doing while the Sentinel Lights are fighting for their survival. Like getting more of that would be a, like a lovely Halloween event. Like that'd be oh great. yeah i mean even um, so we talked about we're unsure about the place that the expression in the cards play in her story right like that could be a raid dungeon or just a boss where you go into this ballroom and it's this ghostly party that you and gwen get invited to right that kind of stuff right like that that plays oh, very well into the mmo environment and riot um, our email is always open yeah yes <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely help you out with this all right okay so that that's a story yeah if, if you have like if you want more of that story um i don't think you can if you can find a vhs player anymore like you can find <laughs> pinocchio on vhs um actually one now, just came out guillermo del toro just put his version out suppose he's really good so if you up. like netflix and you still have an account <laughs> um people are loving that one this. I know, right? I, I can't believe you've done this. Uh, <laughs> right, well, let's talk about Netflix. Gross. Let Let's talk about what's actually exciting: the card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
this card is actually exciting. Yeah. It's one of my favorite champions that's come out in a long time. Um, uh, in the, at the time of recording, we've had a lot of champions drop, and this is still like one of my favorite releases in the game because this card is so much fun. Uh, so Gwyn is a four mana, three, four with quick attack and hallowed. All right. So the hallowed again kind of works like a last breath, and this is important because it does play into Gwyn's level up. So on the she also has on the attack when an uh when another ally gains power from hallowed so do i i also drain two from the enemy nexus so if you have two hallowed creatures that have died you're getting plus two plus zero on your first attacker but if you have gwyn out you get plus two plus zero on your first attacker and gwyn so that that can that's already like a four damage swing. So this plays great in aggressive play styles and it's doing two damage over the top as well as healing you for two. Uh, and the drain effect does count towards uh, her level up and her level up is that I have dealt 10 plus damage. So if you have, if you're playing a more defensive style, you could kind of get to a point where you swing with Gwen and she levels up immediately. Um, but I, I prefer to play her aggro and, and even then she can level up in two attacks even without a hallowed trigger because of the drain ability. So the, the card is sick. All it fits right? very um, well into like her, the way she plays in League of Legends. Um, where she has this yeah. ramping effect, where when she gets going and she starts healing and stuff like that, it, it becomes destructive. It just feels out of control, yeah. uh, like you know, kind of like Fiora, uh, Fiora back in yep. the day. Um, well, I mean, back in the day, Fiora can still get to a point where she's out of control. <laughs> um, and uh, before I get to the flip, because the flip is awesome, uh, the flavor on this front card is like kind of cute. Uh, so it's um, Gwyn snip, snip, snipped her way through the black mist, thinking it strange how completely it enveloped the area. And once she had, the enchanted manse stood out amongst the bleak woods with a beacon. Little wonder Gwyn was drawn to it. How curious it was but also how grand I, I, again, you know, Gwen is choosing to be like, yo, life being alive is awesome. Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm literally fighting for my life every day. <laughs> um, but like the, the, the flavor just really speaks to her uh, as a character. And when she flips, holy cow. Okay. So the flipped Gwen is a four or five quick attack and hallowed. All right, she still gets the bonus hollow damage, um, even if she's not the first attacker. But now she has drain one from the enemy nexus one time for every two power I have. All right, at the point that she flips, you are very likely having like plus six damage, so you drain five mm. on the attack. Like that is insane. Uh, and so like. It, it, she can do bonkers damage over the top so forget any effects to like actually get her to go through and hit cleanly um and like just like she is in the league of legends game if gwyn flips you're probably dead <laughs> like like if you haven't dealt with gwyn and she's flipped you're probably dead yeah. uh like it, and if gwyn isn't taken care of in top lane like if you don't, you know, minimize her farm, kind of shrink where she can play. You're probably dead. <laughs> She's, or, or you probably just like go to the other side of the map, wherever Gwen's at, go to the other side. We're playing away from her. Um, and she's just like that in Runeterra. Uh, 
And we'll take a look at her flavor text. This one is still kind of the same way of showing how cute and bubbly she can be. So uh, she knew that the black mist must be driven back from wherever it had spread to. And the joy and light these spirits lent her efforts cut through it readily. If she could help their celebration in the meantime, all the better. Um, and like this kind of plays into like what we were talking about with the um, – uh, with a boisterous band where, you know, it's like, is there, you know, a sub story that's being built here? Uh, I really want there to be a sub story that's being built here. But like we talked about in her bio, uh, she remembers playing pretend with her creator. She remembers being under, under a table, playing with other dolls, creating these stories and these battles, you know, being a kid or like a toy of a kid. Yeah. So, is this actually a story that's being built or is it something that's just in Gwen's head? Who knows? Uh, but her cutting through wrist mates, uh, wrist, you did it again. Mist wraiths. <laughs> I'm so dyslexic with that. Yeah. Her cutting through all of the mist wraiths is very real. So yeah, th this could uh, be real too. Yeah. And it's cool. And it, you know, we'll, obviously that's where it ends for us here. Um, but we're going to continue with her story like we always do uh, with these bios and then a story. She only has one and additional details in the future. Um, book club buddies. We'll talk about that, you know, on those episodes. Uh, but we're going to give you a little bit more soon. But for now, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah. Take care, everybody.